Welcome to the RPG Design Panelcast, a podcast presenting the very best recorded panels and seminars related to game design and publishing. This podcast has been made possible thanks to the kind contributions of the panel speakers and Metatopia 2018. Episode 194, Love Like a Ball. Presented by Kate Beeman Martinez and Jonaya Kemper. Okay, we are officially recording uh, Boardroom 2, Sunday, 10 a.m. Bye. Bye. We love you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to give it a few? Yeah, I want to give it another minute or two. Go pop out real quick. Just because there were like eight people signed up to be here. Mm-hmm. But it's also Sunday, so sometimes Sunday comes around and people are like, why am I signed up for anything? <laughs> for me, it was. Check out is at 11. I have a panel at 10. I have to wake up an hour earlier than I thought that I would need to wake up so that I can make sure that I am packed and out. <laughs> I didn't check out yet. I'm hoping that my husband doesn't. Late checkout's only like $20, but. Yeah, I'm hoping my husband does the check out. do not believe anyone else is coming, which is a shame. I blame the slot. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying. We were just saying, because checkout's at 11. Yeah, I know. When I saw the slot, I'm like, Abby, why would you do that to your wife? And she's like, because everyone was asking to not be scheduled against it. And I'm like, yes, but that's that's Sunday. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, this is Love Like a Bomb. Uh, Basically, we're going to be roundtabling the concept of love bombing. We're going to go over what love bombing is, and it's a... What it was that? <laughs> it still appears to be recording. Yo, are you still recording? What? Okay, whatever. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about what love bombing is in a more clinical sense and what it typically, where you typically see it. Um, and then we're going to talk about how it affects your communities and uh, ways to utilize love bombing in effective and mindful ways. Um, talk about what we can do to make, have people be more comfortable. Um, so uh, my name is Kate Beeman Martinez. I am the uh, wife of the creators of Metatopia. Um, and I am a 18 year LARPer. I uh, write mods for LARP. I, I'm a safety person, um, and I uh, also have borderline personality disorder. So I have studied uh, dialectical behavioral therapy, um, and I'm working towards becoming a peer counselor. <laughs> I just get so enamored when people lay their lives out like that. It's true. Um, <laughs> my name is Jonea Kemper. Um, I am a designer of various different types of games. Um, Many people know me from my work with LARP. Um, 
I study, because I'm an actual LARP academic, which is still getting used, I'm still getting used to studying, um, and I study how we can use LARP to look at and investigate trauma and internalized isms, um, as well as how we can use role playing as a means to really break oppression. Um, and whether that oppression is within us or we are putting it out in the world, uh, I believe through role playing we can kind of alter our ideas about that. Um, I am also a designer. Um, I've worked on several fun RPGs uh, like Ifri, um, Land of Golden Fire for John Wick Presents. Um, I am also a LARP designer uh, and my LARP, The Forbidden History, will be played in Poland in December. Okay, I'm just writing down like the, uh, the definition uh, just because every time I bring up love bombing, people are like, what is that? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, so love bombing is an attempt to influence a person by demonstrations of attention. <laughs> I'm not normally a teacher. Attention and, and affection. Uh, frequently used in abusive relationships to groom their new target. Um, okay, so um, do you mind if I read out the definition one more time? For oh, sure. Yield future. You're in the future for the podcast, oh. Oh. Uh, listeners. Um, so, love bombing is an attempt to influence a person by demonstrations of attention and affection frequently used in abusive relationships to groom their new target. So um, it, just as a note, uh, I chose the word target as opposed to victim because love bombing can be used to very effective means as well. Um, it's a great way to help someone move past a, uh, a feeling of inadequacy and uh, you know, give them a better sense of self. Like, oh, I'm not an awful person because uh, Jonea has been giving me a lot of affection and a lot of attention. And so like, in a new relationship that isn't going to be an abusive relationship, you will be love bombed. It's just like, that's just new relationship. Like, oh, yay, they sent me flowers. And so it's, it is frequently, the only way that uh, I've seen it actually looked at in uh, clinical ways and uh, in articles is in the abusive context. However, that, that very concept exists in everyday stuff. Like it, it exists in your work, it exists at home, it exists in your communities. Um, so, Frequently within gaming communities, because we're all nerds, and we were probably ostracized mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. growing up, and so we find this new community, and people are like, oh my goodness, you're great, this is so cool, I love your hair, oh, how did you dye that, or what are you wearing, this is mm -hmm. very cool, and you get really intense mm -hmm. feelings and really good brain chemicals, mm -hmm. especially in like a convention setting or a, a new game, um, and so... You then come home and people end up having Condrop, which is a natural progression of 
leaving that air, that space of acceptance and love and feeling connected. And so the larger problem is when you are love bombed by a community where they're like, they're very excited that you've joined their, their group. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is great. Yay. New person. You do this thing. Oh, that's so cool. I'm very into it. And then as you become a more fixture within the community, as you stay and they don't need to continually give you those affirmations in order for you to come back, they don't perform those exciting responses. Just like in a, new re- in a relationship, as you leave that beginning relationship vibe and you guys are kind of like settling into domesticity and then you hit that rut, um, you hit that rut within a community as well. And if not mindfully acknowledged and accepted, um, the person who's joined the community ends up feeling worse for not having continued those amazing mm-hmm. connections that they, they like, oh, I, I joined this community and, you know, Tina, you know, was like all up in my stuff, like always talking, like look, commenting on my pictures, commenting on um, my art stuff, you know, promoting things, and then she just. But went what away. happened? What did I do? I clearly did something wrong. Why is Tina mad at me? Yeah, it's um, one of the ways it also works is on how much you bring into a community. Um, so if you're a new person on the scene and people really like what you do, um, they may go, oh my goodness, you're the most fantastic person I've ever met. And like when I meet you, everything is like stars, hearths, uh, horseshoes, clovers, and balloons. Um, this is what you deeply feel. And that could be truly genuine, but that's a lot for a mere mortal, right? It is. Like you are holding someone's expectations and if they're constantly giving it to you you as a person feel indebted to them right and you also you may feel indebted you may feel as if you can't let them down so now you have to keep up this this facade or it's it may not even be a facade it may just be how you actually are but now it starts to feel like a like a fakeness or a plasticness it becomes emotional yes. labor and it your very presence you just performing you becomes emotional labor and that is super tough because it's not meant to be malicious it's not meant to be unkind it's just a lot for one person to hold so we can unconsciously and very consciously do that to someone and and it's it's a little bit worse when you are speaking from a very mindful position where uh, you are aware that you are giving people good brain chemicals and they want to spend time with you and then they continue to, as Abby likes to put it, uh, tug on your sleeve. Like, hey friend, hey friend, hey friend. And so you end up a little bit, as the, uh, earlier I described it as, um, love bombing is like moths to a flame where the uh, community organizer or the, the figurehead is the flame and all these little moths are kind of fluttering around you because they all want to be close to that flame and that warmth and the flame ends up having a caretaker fatigue because they're they're like oh oh, here comes kate again 
oh, what does she want from me now? All she wants to do is talk about this one mod, and can, can't we just, like, talk about Archer? Like, can, can we, please? No? Am I just, I'm not a person anymore. I'm just this person for her to talk to about this one thing. Uh, and so that's really exhausting. And so love bombing is exhausting, again, looking at it in the positive context that we're trying to do today, is exhausting to everyone. And everyone ends up sad and depleted and exhausted and just all over gross. Um, so the, the figurehead or the person, the flame, uh, really needs to decide, it needs to be mindful that it's happening for one. Um, mindfulness is, as a part of, you know, DBT, mm -hmm. uh, mindfulness is like the core of it and being aware of what I'm doing and putting into the world. Mm -hmm. um, and so I want to, you need to make sure that you are also being very clear about your needs. So, you know, here comes Kate to bother Tina. Oh, Tina, 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 I got to tell you this thing. Kate, you know, I, I'm, I'm really swamped right now. I've got a really large emotional load. I can't talk about this right now. Can we schedule a time to talk about it? Which then pushes off me mm -hmm. and does not make me feel like I've been abandoned because they've clearly said, this is not you, this is me, without saying this is not you, this is me. Uh, and giving me a like, okay, so we're gonna talk about this Tuesday at 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. We're gonna you know, set up a chat time. It'll be great. And so that ends up putting the emotional load and spreading it out some. Would you say that, so you would say that setting clear boundaries yes. uh, is a key way to deal with this? It is certainly, like it's, it's in my, I would say like a combination of uh, mindfulness and clear boundaries mm -hmm. are really important. Mm -hmm. um, one of the best things I think that any game can do, uh, LARP-wise, because that's my wheelhouse, is to establish a, okay, two days after game, we don't exist to you, we need to do not message us about game. Leave us alone unless it's an emergency. You can reach out. But on Wednesday at 8 p.m., then we come out of our cocoons and we exist again and you can talk to us. Have you heard the week of stories? I have not. Please allow me to share this Please tell me. thing with you all. Um, in international LARP, and that's like uh, ye old random LARPs that happen with massive international folks coming in. Um, the organizers can get super swamped because you're dealing with all these play cultures and you don't know how, you know, you just have a lot. So in your local ball for LARP, you also have a lot. And this is so useful. It's called the Week of Stories. For a week, you don't talk to the organizers about anything unless it's about want something positive that happened and if it did mm. if it was not positive then you can wait all week till they recharge and you can answer the feedback form or you can email and talk about an issue now if it's a safety issue if something happened and you really need to talk that's different that's um, completely independent and that's that. completely independent of that but if you're like actually i thought that this should have been done like this that can wait a whole week. Actually, for your costume week. was not good. Exactly. And exactly. Like, no. For a whole week, you say nothing except, wow, I really loved playing. You know, you don't be fake about it. Don't love bomb, 
right? De- well, love bomb doesn't mean to be, isn't automatically disingenuous. That needs to be said. It's very, it can be very genuine. Um, genuine, sorry. Um, but you're just giving true, happy feedback. You're finding something you really enjoyed. So even if it was like, I really enjoyed that moment in the tavern with you, it was really fun. Thank you, or thank you organizers for making such a great game. I had a good time, as long as it's true. Or don't say anything. (laughs) If you have nothing nice to say, wait a week and then say it. Thank you for acknowledging my character's backstory by giving me those 10 minutes to really shine and showcase my ability. I really appreciate that. Yes. Go have a nice day. That, (laughs) but for a whole week, so that you don't have to, you don't have to do anything. Don't bother the the designers for anything. That's a, I like that a lot. An emergency, and it's just a week of retelling the stories that you just made. Yeah. A week of stories. It, but specifically involving that, uh, seeing mm-hmm. what the creator mm-hmm. did for you. Yep. If the creator wasn't in that scene or anything, you don't need to tell them about your character and how awesome they were by having that magic missile. Um, but if it's something that they did that actively impacted you, then share. Yeah. I like that a lot. It also, you know, sending nice little notes like, thanks for thanks for making this mod for me. It made me feel good. Like, that's great. Yeah. Thanks. I worked six months for it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so far, like we've done a lot of talking at you. And what? The little marker. Yeah. Just in case we need to yeah. write, I'll be. Oh, Ooh. You don't have to, I'll write it. For You're you. so good. I was a preschool teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'd like to. A lot like preschoolers sometimes. <laughs> a little bit. So, um, are there things in particular you guys would like to address, or um, we can talk? I'd like to talk about ways that we can use love bombing which it can be the positivity of sharing love and emotional intimacy with people that you don't know a lot, know well. How could we use that to build better, stronger communities that doesn't drop someone? Does it have to be LARP specific? No, not at all. This is gaming communities in okay, general. Great, because like, I know in the Facebook community that I'm a part of, a lot of times some of us are having a bad day and we're like, hey guys, can y'all like send me happy animals and mm-hmm. tell me you love me in ways that I'm awesome? And, and then just, everybody does that. <laughs> right, and that's that's a really great way of um, asking to be love bombed because you're in a low emotional state. And a, if it's like, hey, I'm having a crappy day, send me your favorite gift. It is a way to feel connected to your community. Your community uh, does not, it's a very low engagement threshold for the community to involve themselves. Like, oh, hey, I really liked how you did this thing in this LARP. Or, hey. I don't have a whole conversation with you. Exactly. Make you feel better. I can just be like, hey, it's funny thing. Yeah, it spreads spreads the need Mm -hmm. around. So you would say asking specifically for the things that you need. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. Um, what about anybody else have any suggestions? So I guess maybe from like a third party point of view, like mm-hmm. when you see someone new come into the community and the community does the natural, like you are amazing, this work that you do is amazing. 
and seeing that kind of wind down and cool down, being concerned about how this this person might feel, like how do we sustain that positive energy so that they don't get hit with that con drop? So um, that was something that we were talking about this morning. And a lot of that, I, I personally believe, and this isn't a in stone thing, mm -hmm. that it falls, a lot of that work falls onto the community figurehead. Uh, which puts a lot of pressure on them because figureheads can either have chosen to become the center of the community or it just naturally happens, which is exhausting. Um, but the, the community center point needs to either use their uh, currency, their uh, community currency, to direct it towards someone else. So if I'm the figure, if I'm the center of a community and I do not have the spoons, I can say to Jonea, hey, so it's, we just had a new game and uh, it's been about two months now and I have a feeling that the people who came in two months ago are gonna start having that drop. Can you kind of like just look at the list of our sign-up sheet and see who came in for the first time then and just kind of like reach out to them. Mm -hmm. And so that spreads the load. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, if in the Tina Kate scenario, if Tina's like, oh dear God, please have Kate stop messaging me, can go to Jonea and say, okay, I need you to kind of like run interference a little bit and give Kate a uh, different focal point. Mm -hmm. And that can be really useful. But again, that requires that the community as a whole be mindful of what is happening. Uh, and frequently, especially now because it's, bec I'm, I'm noticing it way more now about being love bombed in places, that um, there isn't a lot of that quiet massage that happens in some communities. Um, like, for example, with double exposure, Avi very carefully nurtures everyone and it's incredibly exhausting. Um, so when she can't handle somebody, she'll turn to one of the people that she trusts and say, hey, if I'm a perfect example. Hey, Kate's driving me crazy. I drive a lot of people crazy. Um, I, need, I need somebody to kind of handle Kate so I can focus on the convention. Mm -hmm. And so again, that is spreading that emotional load to other people. Which is the which helps with burnout, which helps with mm -hmm. uh, cementing yourself within the community because now I have a second person mm -hmm. I can go glom on, mm -hmm. um, and really kind of moves that around. And smaller interpersonal dynamics as well. Um, let's say that you're the you're the new you're the new designer on the scene. Everyone wants to talk at you all the time. Right, but in the next six months, like folks are like, yeah, it's good, it's it's good to see you, Bob. Uh, like, it's it's great to have you. Yeah. Um, but you also have to create. People should be creating lasting just friendships as well. So checking in with you and saying, hey, how are you doing? I hope you have a good convention. And trying to create more interpersonal links that are just solid in what. And, and other things outside of what you do together, what you're known for, right? Having someone that you can go back to to be an anchor and then share, like it's sharing the load. It really. is. It's yeah. just 
various ways to share the load in order to keep the community afloat so no one feels as if they're either drowning in it or they're thirsty. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Um, so from the opposite end of the person who does the love bombing, like I live by myself in Philly. I don't actually know a lot of people. Kate's my friend on Facebook. <laughs> I constantly cheerlead people all the time and I'm That's like, fantastic. you're awesome and blah, blah, blah. How do I know when I'm being too much and asking like too much from you? Right. Or because like you're a person that I interact with on Facebook all the time and I'm constantly, yay, Kate. How do I know when I'm bothering you so, or Abby or somebody? And that and <laughs> so that becomes it goes back to the mindfulness mm -hmm. um, that puts a an emotional load on me mm -hmm. as the person who you're uh, glomming on a little um, for me to say. Hey, Ash, I need you to just calm down a little bit. I know you're super pro Kate, but right now it's, it's like, it's grating. So I need you to back off a bit, check in with me in a week, but that requires me to do it. And so especially people who don't catch them, catch clues, or you're dealing with exclusively on the internet and mm -hmm. you know, the internet's so great to describe exactly what people's feeling. Um, mm. I tone, know, right? Tone, tone totally is the best. Through. I'm so glad tone comes through text. Yeah. Um, so it becomes tricky. And so if in your situation, if you set yourself an alarm, you know, like the, the second of every month or the second Tuesday of every month, you reach out to the people who you've like actively been engaging with or cheerleading and not having any slightly deeper conversations drop them a message saying, hey, I just wanted to check in to make sure that me cheerleading you is still okay. Um, is there anything that I can do or um, a way to support you? Or is it okay that I keep bombing you? It, and so it it's again goes back to mindfulness and being consciously and constantly, as best you can, aware of your emotional footprint. Awesome. You're welcome. It's hard. No, it's very I, hard. Knowing that I can, that that is a thing. Like I can be like, hey, Kate, hey, right. Abby, hey, Shayna. All these people right. that I've met here, because like this is now the community that I have. Right, and so, and I know for me that's really good. But you would need to kind of figure out the language with each person. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a general. That's a, that's an, a good idea to do. Mm -hmm. um, or you can read the room and be like, oh. Kate's been posting a lot of like, I can't take people talking to me right now, just leave me alone. And that is a clear statement of like, mm, I'm not gonna send Kate a bunch of gifts today. I'm just gonna leave that alone and I'm gonna keep an eye on her. And when she needs something, she'll say something. But I'm different than most people. Go right ahead. <laughs> um, so what other questions or things that you'd like to see within your communities? got we're doing good on time <laughs> oh um i'm just watching what joan is I'm, doing I'm i love it i'm recording notes i can't help myself. it's so good it's, you're good it's good for the person who needs to and has the anxiety yeah, yeah. uh so so there are some, we've talked a lot about the positivity and the aftermath of love bombing. I'd like to talk a little bit about what happens to the person who has been love bombed and has not 
kind of attached to some to a small group of people in a game in a in a community and um i don't have an answer on how to recover that person because um for myself um being a part of a community that was highly positive and highly physically affectionate um, and not really having access to that physical affection can be really startling and feel very outsider and it's it's shocking and it's like a, a cold bucket of water to the face you're just like wait a minute like they were so awesome to me when I got here now everyone has found new things to be excited about and they have not really circled back to me because I'm who knows any number of reasons I mean it feeds my anxiety and my paranoia but that's neither here nor there um, so a does anyone have any suggestions for like based on what we've kind of talked about what might be a good way to try and recover that person who's been love bombed and is clearly has been stating hey i need help i don't i don't i feel like everyone's ignoring me now what do i do does anyone have any suggestions i'd love them because <laughs> i don't i think one of the things that i've found in troubling with my communities is that and this might be true for like the gaming community too, is that it's all about like, this is the one part of who I am right now in this weekend. I yes. am here for just games. And that gets, that gets really empowering when you have that like success and that attention, but then when it's not there, if there is nothing else about who you are mm -hmm. as a person in that weekend, then that's an empty vacuum. So discovering uh, other ways to connect to the person outside of the immediate focus of the community or the event that you're at. Yeah. So, uh, like, talking to someone about uh, how much you love knitting. I'm like, oh, I knit too. That's great. And then you can geek out about yarn. You can geek out about different techniques. Oh, I love anime. That's, oh, have you seen this anime? You haven't? Oh, well, this is what it's about. Oh, that sounds like this one. Oh, I haven't seen that either. And you can geek out and make that emotional connection. It is so... It's all... This is all pretty, I feel, almost rudimentary because it's basically making friends but it's in a way we're trying to acknowledge the fact that unintentionally or intentional it still happens and it still sucks what did you Sorry. just throw at me I threw you oh my god the thing that you needed you're so good thank you you're welcome it's stitch counters <laughs> that i needed earlier um i have an idea because my last friends group actually was very codified about how uh, the social structure worked. Mm -hmm. But as you came in, you might have been love bombed and stuff, but as you were there for a while, you get more responsibilities. And the more responsibilities, the more people looked up to you and stuff. So it was kind of a way to move from the everybody loves me too, but now I'm looked up to and respected and people come to me for answers because you know, right. you, you move into middle management and stuff <laughs> and then people start being like, oh, Ash, Ash is the person who I can go to for this. And then you feel good because people are coming to you for answers yes. instead, of, instead of it just being like, Ash, you're awesome. It's Ash is the person who will solve this problem for us because Ash is a problem solver. And that felt good. I'm sure it did. 
that's awesome. Yeah. That's a great way to, it's it's almost like when you're at a company, you're working a job, yeah. and you become someone who is an integral part yeah. of a particular function, so, like, which is important. moving them into, like, and, you know, that sort of thing in the group, if that's yeah. how your group works? Uh, and, and, that, and then the problem becomes, what if they don't fit there? Yeah, fair enough. So, I mean... Geeks and nerds are, you know, byproducts of our, our raising and are outsiders by nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with the outsiders that are in your group who are outsiders to the outsiders? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's hard. We've, well, we also have been, we need to recognize our socialization. Mm-hmm. Um, and the things that we have been taught are the way we must socialize, right? So we've been taught that there's a hierarchy, mm-hmm. and the person at the top of the hierarchy, uh, and this is like mostly in a North American, Western uh, idea, because this is different for every other, for different cultures, right? So you have the person at the top, and er- and of course the person at the top is the most competent, obviously. Uh, they can never be wrong. Hint, they can There's a spoiler. uh, The person at the top, and then like there are the people who are right under the person at the top, and then the people who have been there the longest also come in the middle, and they're obviously they're also leader. We have to sometimes rethink the way that we structure ourselves. Why are like we need to question what? Gesturing. Why are we looking? up to the people that we're looking up to. Why are we love bombing this person? Is it because they are new and shiny and beautiful and great? Or are or do you really see something in them that calls to you? Like are you called are you called to the flame? Or are you just blindly smacking like, into it? Because the flame is so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's I think it's fine to have the reaction that this is a beautiful thing that you just want to look at. But once that starts to wear off, what we need, I feel, what we need to replace it with is, okay, what do you do? And what is like, we see what you give us, okay, that's what I want to bring in. And we do have outsiders who are the outsiders, and we, we want do. to bring them in, but bringing them in, I feel a lot of it just comes from the genuine, you know what? I really like the way that you handle stress. I don't know how to handle stress like this. And I really admire that about you. Thank you. And then just walking away, because outsiders don't always want you to That's true. <laughs> like finding like genuine compliments. Like, I appreciate the fact that you're pretty brazen. That I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. That makes me happy. When we met, I feel like I was like, this is great. I don't have to talk as much. And I turns out I don't actually like talking as much as I do. <laughs> but that that's, is, and that's an excellent example. That is a genuine thing. I really feel that. Um, but those things can keep you keep you afloat. That's energy I was able to give out that I don't I don't feel like I lost. Right. And it becomes less about emotional labor other mm-hmm. than, you know, quietly complimenting somebody on the street saying, Hey, you look really nice today. And just continuing on and not making it a creepy moment. Um, and that one moment of kindness did not take energy from you. 
but has probably given them a boost. Um, so positivity is really good. And I, I'm just gonna keep saying it, mindfulness, man. Like it's, mm -hmm. it is the best thing in the world. <laughs> um, I'm addicted to mindfulness. I wish I could be more addicted because then I wouldn't mess up things. I find in my own spheres, it seems like lots of people are there for the I need support people. Like everybody who needs support gets it. So I try, my, my, my instinct is to focus on the supporters of the people who need support. Because <laughs> Which is really smart. <laughs> like who supports the firemen and the EMTs and stuff. Those are the people that I try to support because the people yeah. who are actually needing the first aid are getting plenty of it. Right. That's a really, that's a really good point and a really good thing to do. Thank you for doing that. Um, but it, uh, I've lost my words. I don't know that was words. actually part of the topic or not. No, I think <laughs> it, I think it is. It's, it's all about, so love bombing and is kind of like the, the catch all, like to kind of start that conversation about taking better care of your community and looking at the people who are on the fringes um, and being aware of what people need or might want or even just asking that question. Um, so you haven't said much, I have said anything. Would you like to add anything? I'm trying to absorb everything. Okay. I have been drooping at the table. <laughs> the Sundays are really It is Sunday also Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I uh, just wanted to make you sh make sure you know that you're you're welcome to add things, but you don't have to. I have caffeine. Oh, I can't do caffeine, but thank okay. you. I have a so. word. I have a word for us. Oh, but I had to make sure that I was going to correctly attribute this word. Good. Okay. <coughs> now I'm gonna cough. Excuse me. <coughs> so there is a word called limerence. Um, in I study bleed a lot, uh, bleeding through self and character and back and forward and all sorts of cool, fun stuff. Um, but one of the things we like to talk about is limerence, which is uh, a feeling of infatuation that is incredibly strong and it n is not necessarily romantic. Mm -hmm. um, when you first meet someone, it's like you have these limerent feelings. And if you've, especially when you go through cons, Mm -hmm. And when you go through LARPs, and when you're in communities where you're sharing intense feelings very quickly, you can feel these limerent feelings, um, and they leave. They leave, which I feel is also a part of love bombing. It's a psychological term come up by Dorothy Tinoff in 19, like the late 70s, I can't remember. Um, but the whole feeling is we have this strong emotional connection and now the event is over and I no longer have it and you're kind of set adrift. Um, and sometimes feeling what those feelings are and recognizing that limerent feeling um, allows you to better prepare for it. So again, it goes back to mindfulness yeah. of being aware that you're gonna end up getting some squishes on people you're gonna end up probably developing a, a, f a really strong friend crush or a, a, an admiration for 
mm-hmm. a makeup style or a um, game technique that mm-hmm. you just yep. haven't seen before. And that's going to happen. Um, and sometimes opting to not really engage hard at them will help keep your latent love bombing reactions at bay. Um, and it's it's a really fine line, and especially people who are on the autism spectrum have a really hard time because like they get a fixation, and they're like, oh my god, it's the best thing ever, the best dots ever, and we'll talk about the dots, and then the dots are really tired. Um, and so it's again, it's about mindfulness and uh, working with people, working within your limitations. Um, if you realize that you do a lot of, lot of love bombing without intentionally doing it. And you're like, oh, I, I now feel like that's something I wanna kinda keep it my eye on, but I don't know how. Ask a friend, uh, like, hey, I've been, can you let me know if I'm like really fixating on something so I can like step it down? Um, and obviously always ask for engagement and always ask for consent for that type of thing. Um, but that doesn't make it any less important work when it's without a sentence that worked completely it kind of trailed off there (laughs) okay good sometimes i lose track of a sentence and i just keep talking i mean i feel like we all do that's cool Mm-hmm. So the is like, oh my god, they're the best thing and I just want to be close to them and yes. sit there and go, yes. And you dream yeah. about them. And you think about them. Yeah. I just want to be like, yeah. <sighs> and you stalk their Facebook well, page shit, and you like look you, at all their pictures. You're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> look at this picture and oh my goodness, aren't we friends? And oh my goodness, look at their dog. Like You mentioned you liked corgis. Here's all the pictures of corgis exactly. on the internet. That is... And, <laughs> One day you wake up, you're like, oh my. <laughs> oh no. There's a lot of corgis here. Like, I can't believe I did that. That's a bunch of corgis. Ooh. <laughs> um, but this is, that's what limerent feelings are. Um, there's an article uh, on nordiclarp.org by a woman named Sanne, S-A-N-N-E, uh, Sunny, oh, what's her last name? Harder, I think. I, I can't remember. I apologize uh, in advance, but you'll Google it. Uh, and it's called The LARP Crush. Um, and she speaks of LARP crushes, which it happens, of course. But she also speaks a little bit about limerence um, and how that impacts people. And I think that, can, that folds a little bit into love bombing. Uh, very well because you just really don't know you're doing it. You're yeah. like, I just loved you in that thing. And you're like, oh, that's Why? a lot to do. How do you know I did that thing that was four years ago? Exactly. Oh, it's, you went looking through my Facebook pictures, didn't you? It's when someone <laughs> presses accident, that presses like accidentally on that picture of you from seven years and they go, no! <laughs> and then you quickly unlike it and hope they didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. so we've, we've, we've all been there. Yeah. I think that's something that's also really positive to recognize because that may end, that may ease up some of the guilt when concerning, like, love bombing, definitely not from a malicious standpoint, where you have anxiety now that you were too much. Yeah. I constantly have anxiety that you were too much. Yeah. Like, I breathe, and I'm pretty sure that's asking for emotional labor from yeah. people. Yeah. 
that's hard. That's really hard. And so just just because Jonah and I have a our primarily background is LARP, it absolutely applies oh, to yeah. gaming and communities in general, um, especially con life. We can look at um, like the LARP Crush and see Con Crush. Like I mean, oh, because yeah. especially at a place like Metatopia, which is everyone is incredibly vulnerable because we are sharing something that we've put a lot of work yeah. into and we're getting critiqued and it's you're showing off your baby yes. or you are viewing people's babies for the first yeah. time and and telling them that they have beautiful eyes and fingers and oh by the way that foot is a little twisted wrong can we talk about that um <laughs> That was a weird metaphor. Um, like, <laughs> like mm, mm. let's talk about swaddling techniques instead. Um, you can definitely get con crushes too, because there's that, just like in LARP, there's that emotional dropping and people are more vulnerable. You're more likely to fall into yeah. this pit of love bomb. Yeah. Um, there's also a lot of marginalized identities on show. And I feel like when we say marginalized identities, people don't understand how vast that field actually is, right? Um, it's people of color, it's uh, folks who are not on the gender uh, scale. Binary. Yeah, thank you. My brain is like, ah. It's okay, it's okay. Um, there's fo folks who are women, folks who are queer, uh, folks who have different um, religions that are not the standard religion of what, if you, uh, age, ageism, uh, eight, like all of our isms, when we talk about disability, when we talk about these are people whose brains and minds and hearts are on show. Uh, gaming communities, we tend to collect uh, identities that have been, as you said, on the outside. And this is a place in which you feel safe to be like your awkward, weird self because everyone else is awkward and weird mm -hmm. with you. Um, and those people we hold on as to a bastion of cool. Mm -hmm. Right? Can also, they're also the weird kid in the corner going, why do you think I'm cool? Yeah. Right? Um, so, so that's a lot. We have, we have about 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, I just want to share a, a story that you, you triggered a few years ago. A, uh, and I have not seen this person since, unfortunately. Um, it was a, uh, a trans woman who, for the first time, had the opportunity to dress in a skirt and wear on the outside her the identity that is right for her and instead of love bombing her and being really like hard and like loving hard we just didn't make it a thing like she uh, talked about how like she got to talk about wearing wedges for the first time and like, oh my God, how are wedges so hard? Um, it's a type of female shoe for people who do not know. They're bitch shoes. Um, and I believe Avi checked in on her afterward because after Sunday, she had to get changed into her standard male clothes because she did not have a family that would accept that. And so, to use this example, one, she felt safe enough at Metatopia to wear what she felt was right for her, which is fucking amazing. Um, 
but checking in on her afterward is an important part of that aftercare. Um, as Abby puts it, people get circle sick because energy is thrown up into the air about uh, the magic that is Metatopia and the magic of shared emotional intimacy and that con drop is hard and it's harder for others too. It's sometimes harder for those in the marginalized communities mm -hmm. who are not able to be their full selves out in the world for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Do we have final questions? Because we have this. Got some time. We got a little time. <laughs> I think we've been talking a lot about like community efforts mm -hmm. to support folks, mm -hmm. um, either with positive examples of love bombing mm -hmm. or to help folks recover from love mm -hmm. bombing, but. What are some techniques that folks can use as self-care? So like, for me, I have an extensive travel back mm -hmm. home from Metatopia where I will not be in touch with a community. Mm -hmm. And Condrop is instant the minute that I sit down in the car. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's rough. Um, like, obviously mindfulness is something that I am aware of in practice, mm -hmm. but like, how, how do individuals help support themselves? So uh, making the assumption, I mean, it, I'm gonna use you as the example here. You know that, you're, that the con drop is coming. Mm -hmm. So um, I have found that building in ritual is important. Mm -hmm. So um, they're like, okay, so I'm gonna be getting on the road at this time. Uh, I'm going to have a specific playlist pre-made if you are a music person. And I, that is going to be my con easing playlist or I'm going to play an audiobook that is a, a book that I've listened to before, it's an old chestnut, I'm gonna be laughing, or if I want to have some crying in the car that is also safe while driving, um, I can do that. Um, for me, I have uh, specifically used a particular conditioner that is a, the same scent and mm -hmm. I only use it at the last day of the convention so that it's a certain smell so I can actually start preparing myself to walk away. Mm -hmm. So uh, engaging the five senses are mm -hmm. important. Uh, so a sense of smell, either mm -hmm. a strong conditioner or a perfume, cologne of some sort, or even an air freshener in your car mm -hmm. that makes you happy and comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can start associating that it going forward mm -hmm. so it may not help you today mm -hmm. but if you start building that it will help going forward mm -hmm. and you'll end up starting to look forward to like if you have like a four-hour trip at hour one and a half i stop at the wendy's and i always get a frosty because i don't get frosties normally but i'm going to treat myself because this is part of my ritual yeah. <laughs> I, I i'm sorry end up when i get home I spent time on Facebook looking up all of the new people that I met and mm -hmm. sending friend requests to the people that I actually talked to long enough to like mm -hmm. feel mm -hmm. like that's okay. Yeah. And also I'm an introvert, so sometimes after a con, the con drop doesn't hit me right away. It takes a couple days because let's face it, for me, nothing feels better than turning that lock on the inside of my door <laughs> and being alone with my cat. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. <laughs> putting on a favorite movie. There's also some. So I'm gonna. I'm in, I'm going to give you two things. Uh, I'll give you an article in a second. But first, I'm gonna give you some other. These are, that was that was great. Hey. Uh, ob- obviously, it was great. But yeah, good job. I, was, I love it. I'm I love you. Awesome. I'm loving um, bombing you right now. I, <laughs> I I also tend to uh, love Bob. I can't. I just. <laughs> um, moving on. Finding, I believe that we all need to look at our local communities. Um, so often we travel, um, and I do this a lot. I, I have for the past two years traveled to ten, over ten countries, right? And it, it sounds fun, right? Yes, I'm. Yes, it was. It was fun in many ways, but it was also so emotionally draining to come back home and realize I may never see the people I just saw, or just made intense bonds with ever again in my life Mm -hmm. because you never know when you're going to get a chance to go back or you never know when you make right Um, what helps is having local communities having a local friend if you said well I don't have anyone that local well then we need to find you someone the solution is it just doesn't exist the solution is let's find you somebody that lives close that you can actually see and like hang out with or talk to. I feel like you're calling um, me out right now. The, I'm just, <laughs> I am calling myself out. I live in New York City and never see anyone. There's so many gamers that literally live in New York that live 20 minutes or 10 or I found out that one of my new friends lives around the corner, y'all. Oh, oh right. See, I live in Philly. I need to find people that live in in Germantown because every place else in Philly, like the place where I know my community is, is an hour and a half and three transfers away. Yeah, but we need to. We uh, and if we can't and if we can't find someone that like lives close to you all the time, we need to find meeting points where you can meet and that you can enjoy and have these social groups for you because that is a way to build a positive network when things happen when things go we have lost touch with the ability to build those uh, friendships and connections and if you know that next week you can say hello to your best friend Philomena who you know may be at the con but also may you get together once a month to have a LARP jam or to have or to play yep. a role-playing game or to play a board game that's so fudging no, you say it, say it. so fucking important <laughs> um, that's, that's a super big thing the second thing is I'm gonna give you an article um, about con drop um, that was written for an international convention but definitely works for all conventions and also LARPs it's called. It's from. It's another one from NordicLarp.org, um, and it is uh, what to do with the Knud Blues, or and that the way you spell Knud Blues is, is that from Knudepunk? Yeah. Okay. Is K N U D E B L U E S, and once you once you write that you once you Google it, it's gonna pop right up. Um, but it was written for a major international, uh, it's, it's a Nordic LARP convention. It started off just for folks in that region so that they could all see each other. Um, but then it became, an, and it, started, it slowly became more and more international. So now it gets super tough when you're like from Germany, but your best friends in like chilling out 
in Israel or you know we had there's a whole contingent of Palestinian larpers and like whole contingents of you know Brazilians and French and you can't always visit these people and yeah. you miss them and you miss the environment you can't even talk to them online because your time schedules are all messed up and now your time schedules are all messed up but these things are creating that community for you when you leave that space of being loved and being warm it's just about finding someone who like you can take a little piece off so to just do one last thing something my therapist says to me all the time when uh, we're finishing up our therapy session is what are you looking forward to and so being able to on the your drive home like what am I looking forward to I'm looking forward to working on my game or I'm looking forward to sleeping in my own bed and ordering pizza from Delgado's down the street um, and just looking at the nice calm things I'm looking forward to having Metatopia behind me because that was really stressful and now I can move forward. So uh, with that, uh, I'm Kate and you are? I am Jonea. And I'm treating this like a podcast now. <laughs> uh, so thank you for coming to Love Like a Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>